You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron and I am so grateful you guys are showing up and we'll keep bringing it over and over and over again with some of the best educators in all of dentistry. And today we do just that with Joy Rasky. Now we had her on the COVID conference and she's an incredible educator on so many things in hygiene. And today we talk about the power of lasers in your dental practice. So check it out. I know you guys will enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here showing up. And as always, our job is just to find great educators, great thinkers out there to help you improve your practice in your life. So it's become a lot of fun. And today we're going to do exactly that with a friend of the ACT community, Joy Rasky. So Joy, thanks for being on. I appreciate you being on. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, love having you here. So we brought you in and the COVID conference, if you remember that. And you did a, you know, a couple of courses for us, I think, all on lasers. And I didn't know you at that time. And, uh, you know, we were just impressed by what you were teaching us. And it's good stuff. And it's outside the realm of anything that we teach and coach. But I'd love for people that are listening to the podcast, because we have a lot of young listeners now, just a little little bit of bi- a bio and and. I always like for people to know who they're listening to. So who's Joy Rasky? Tell us, tell us who you are. Well, I'm a hygienist. I've been a hygienist for about 20 years. And, uh, you know, I specialize in lasers. I found lasers about 10 years ago. A rep came in, introduced me to laser. I went and got training, came back and just started using laser on all my patients. I literally just became obsessed with the laser. Some reps kind of heard about this and I started teaching for some different companies and realized, hey, I want to do this for all lasers and I don't want to be tied down to one certain company. So I started my own business and now I teach lasers to dental hygienists and dentists. We have an online course and I also go around the nation teaching and doing webinars and that's my gig. (laughs) That's awesome. That's now I got to start here. Laser, (laughs) the word laser itself scares me a little bit. You know, it sounds a little painful. Um, Help us dispel. First of all, why are lasers so important and dispel any myths that we might have about lasers? You know, lasers are important in dentistry for numerous reasons. 
Doctors can use them to instead of a blade or a scalpel. And I know a lot of uh, misconception with people is they think, oh, wow, lasers are painful. They're actually not painful. You don't, sometimes doctors, when you're doing surgery, you have to numb a patient up. Sometimes if you use a laser instead of a blade or a scalpel, you may have to use topical or no anesthetic because it doesn't go as deep. And in hygiene, you use it to kill bacteria. And a lot of times you don't have, you can use it pre-cleaning, you could say, and it doesn't, there's no pain at all associated with it. And when I started incorporating lasers, patients' feedback was, hey, my, uh, this was not as sensitive when you clean my teeth, which was, in my opinion, a better experience in my chair. Yeah, I love it. Now, I, I would imagine there's a, you know, my one of my questions is always adoption to this technology. Like, was 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 dentistry like open to this? Has it still been slow? Are people resistant to it? Are most people open to it? What, what's your perspective on that? I think more and more people are open to it, especially during COVID, because during COVID, hey, there's all this bacteria and I'm going to get, you know, an infection. I'm going to come into your office and I'm going to, you know, even for clinicians, oh, I'm going to get COVID from a patient. You can actually use lasers with every single cleaning to reduce the microbial count. So not only is it good for your patient, but also for every single office. And a lot, I don't think a lot of people realize that lasers have been around since the 90s. So they've been around for 30 years. And I just, I think that they, over the last two or three years, more and more offices are incorporating them, especially in every single hygiene chair. Right, right. Now I would imagine, you know, talk to us about the different kinds of lasers. What's out there? What's the difference between one laser and the next? Well, pretty much there's three types of lasers. You either have soft tissue lasers, hard tissue lasers, or therapeutic lasers. So hard tissue lasers are pretty much erbium CO2s. Doctors can use that. They point the light at a tooth and it cuts through tooth, it cuts through bone. So those lasers are typically used usually like 80 grand to 140,000. You have to use that laser a lot to get your return on investment. Then what I specialize in is soft tissue lasers. Obviously soft tissue, that's what us hygienists use. And doctors use it to cut gum. You can also, soft tissue lasers, diodes typically, also can be therapeutic lasers. You can put different attachments on and treat TMJ, where you don't use a fiber. And you can treat pain, inflammation, you can accelerate healing. Even dental assistants can use some of these lasers for biostimulation or pain reduction, which happens in a lot of uh, procedures that we do in the dental office. Yeah. And give us an idea. One, you know, if you look at the offices that you train or help, just give us the idea of like an optimal way a hygienist incorporates this just in a typical day. What's it look like? So for me, I learned about lasers. I was like, wow, this is a super cool tool. I want to come back. And I just started asking all of my patients to do laser. I think a great way in what we did in our office to incorporate lasers easily was we um, incorporated a consent form. We had a printed out consent form. The patient got it when they arrived. They read about it. It was just a one pager. And when they came back to see me, I would ask them, hey, were you able to read the consent form? Do you have any questions about lasers? I'm really excited to use lasers today. So that was an easy way to incorporate it. I would use it prior to the teeth cleaning on every single patient. So whether you're profi, perioprofi, SRP, I would use it in the very beginning of the visit 
to reduce the amount of bacteria that are released during the cleaning. And then with SRPs, I can go in there post SRP in like a six, seven millimeter pocket, go down to the base, aim the laser in the tissue and pull that infection out of there. So pretty much I used it on every single patient. Okay. And then also the question always comes up, you know, I don't, it's not specific to just hygiene, but everybody in the world doesn't have enough time. So like, give me a perspective on how long do these procedures take and how long should they take from an ideal standpoint? Yeah, that's a great question. And I know if hygienists are listening, you're like, what? You're adding a new service and a new tool? The laser bacteria reduction, the procedure that's done prior to the teeth cleaning takes about four minutes. And you're like, okay, well, I have an hour or maybe some of you have 45 minutes. How do I add that in? I found if I took down the chit chat, so I got my patient in, I went through their health history. A lot of times pre-laser, I would be talking about, oh, did you want a vacation? I tried to do that while I was performing the laser treatment. So um, that would be an easy way. Just cut the chit chat, put it in there. And then if you're just adding it to SRPs, I would say that would be maybe like two to three minutes per quadrant. So if you have a half mouth SRP come in, you're probably spending about five, maybe six minutes extra at the end of the appointment doing that. If you were using before laser, I would use a rested. I would use a localized antibiotic. I would have to get those out. I'd have to prepare that. I'd have to insert it into each and every single uh, tooth area. I feel that when I got my laser, I was probably spending about the same amount of time doing that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then naturally some of the questions that come up is like, okay, let's talk fees and insurance. And where does that fall in the scope of most of these, you know, mix of services when it comes to lasers and hygiene? Yeah, that's a great question. So usually if an office incorporates laser, if they want to make money doing it, you make money in hygiene. Dentists, so to, to back up just a hair, dentists use a laser instead of a blade or a scalpel. So if you're doing a gingivectomy or a gingivoplasty, or you're doing a crown prep and troughing, you're using the laser, but not charging more money for it. It's just the tool. Just like you don't charge more to use a blade or a handpiece, you don't charge more for a laser. In hygiene though, if you're incorporating it pre-cleaning, so the laser bacterial reduction, Usually you have to charge out an extra code. The code that we're charging out, an unspecified periodontal procedure by report, usually it's a D4999. For those of you that want to write that down, usually insurances don't give us money back for it. Now, we used to submit it to Delta, submit it to Humana, submit it to Blue Cross Blue Shield, whoever you had. Once in a while, they would kick us back money, but most of the time they didn't. So what we did when I started out using lasers 10 years ago, we charged $35 for this. And I find offices are still charging in the 30s for this. If they're maybe more of you know newer, maybe in the Midwest, after about a year and a half, we increased that fee to 44. I find if you're maybe in Minnesota, Iowa, Colorado, Texas, kind of like up and down the middle of the U.S., in the 40s is a really good typical fee. Now, when I go teach teach over in New York, Maryland, Virginia, or I teach in California, you can almost double that fee. They're like, Joy, nobody's charging even 50. For a laser bacterial reduction on the coast, you're 
probably $65 to $95. Now, if you're charging out the laser for the deeper cleaning, the SRPs, where you're going in and pulling the infection out of there, these usually take longer, they're single sites. If you're just doing one single site, let's say a 4910 comes in, you just have one single five millimeter and you don't want to put them through the SRP, I would say you would charge a typical fee that you would for arrested. So $50. Right. Now, if you're going to do a whole quadrant, which most of us hygienists are doing the quadrant care, I charged a hundred to 125 a quadrant because my SRP fee was 350. So I thought 350 plus the hundred, a patient's walking out spending 450 per quadrant. Now, a lot of offices that are more insurance-based, they have to write off all these fees. So they're having to write off a lot of that quadrant care where they can make more money where they charge the patient is with laser. I would find most offices in the middle of the US are charging 225 per quadrant. I see up where towards 350 to 500 a quadrant on both coasts. So if you think of 500 a quadrant, you could be making $2,000 with laser just on perio. And also I didn't even get into, but we can totally dive into hygienists and doctors can utilize a laser to treat cold sores, canker sores. That's where you're talking a tip. So you're the patient comes in in pain. You use the laser it does not hurt the patient. If anything, they leave, they are pain-free. So that's a really good procedure. It's less than five minutes. And a lot of offices are charging $200. You can also charge that out to insurance and insurances are even giving you money back. I've heard insurance is giving back $125, $150 back for this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're talking about is, you know, we all know it's the value. So if the value is high enough, I mean, the fee is really secondary. Ultimately, as a healthcare provider and your job in a dental practice is to determine what your treatment philosophies are. If we go all in on like taking good care of patients, we can get really good with our verbal skills and helping patients understand like the value behind the fees. So it's great. Now go back to the doctor's side of things. Um, obviously a lot of people placing restoring implants. Can you, you, can you use lasers around the implants? And if so, how? Yeah, exactly. So before we even got lasers, my boss had an electrosurge. And I know uh, probably some of the dentists listening to this podcast are still using and loving their electrosurge. It's a really powerful tool. But the problem with an electrosurge is you can't use it around metal. You can't use it around implants. But with a laser, you can use a laser around implants. There's so many studies out there that lasers are safe. I will say most all lasers, sometimes ND YAGs, a 1064 wavelength, those aren't typically used around lasers. There's new research coming out. But when doctors are uncovering an implant, they can use a laser to uncover an implant. They just want to make sure that they take breaks around the tissue because the laser is going to produce a lot of heat. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you if it's a lot of tissue that you're trying to take off, remember it's heating up, it's heating up. Kind of, I like to use a word in my class called laser sunburn. We don't want to give our patients a laser sunburn where if you're outside in the sun too long, your skin would have too much sun radiation. If you use a laser on a piece of tissue too long, you can cauterize the tissue. You can cause black tissue charring. Those are all unwanted effects. But if you 
have the right training and use laser safely, they can totally be used around implants and even with peri-implant mucositis. So even a hygienist can use a, la um, a laser around infection around an implant. And, you know, if you break down what is peri-implant muco mucositis, inflammation on the tissue surrounding the implant. So yeah, you take your instruments and you clean this, you know, implant, which is already hard to do. You know, you take your subgingival irrigators in there, you try to do the best job around the implant, but there's actually infection in the gum. You can take the laser, you can initiate that tip, go in there, place the laser on the tissue itself, down in the pocket, and pull against that tissue and pull out all of that infection. So in essence, the patient's going to leave, you've cleaned the implant, and you've also cleaned all the bacteria off of that yeah. tissue, and you stimulate fibroblasts so that that tissue can heal. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, what about licensing? I mean, who can and who can't use a laser in in a dental office. Is there any, any restrictions we should know about? Yeah. You know, usually it's all 50 states have a certain law around lasers. And if you're a doctor, pretty much you can do whatever you want with any tool you want. So you can use laser. Most states don't require training for a doctor. There are certain states that do require training for doctors. That would be in Texas. So in Texas, dentists and hygienists have to have a 12-hour live CE certification. So you can do that online. Like we do live 12-hour webinars where we do hands-on. Out of the 12 hours, three of those hours have to be hands-on training. And they specifically say that are utilizing what the hygienist is doing. So even the doctors have to get trained in hygiene. So that way, if a hygienist comes to the doctor, hey, I have a question, the doctor can answer that. Now, Colorado is another one that you require eight hours of education and you have to have hands-on training. They don't require it to be live. So you could have part online, you could have, as long as you have hands-on training on the device. Uh, California is one that requires appropriate training and West Virginia, they actually just October 7th of this year of 2022, not sure when this is going to air, but in 2022, they just started allowing hygienists to use lasers. So pretty much in, out of the 50 states, hygienists can use lasers in all of them except for Georgia, New Jersey, um, there's Mississippi, Louisiana, and I know I miss Pennsylvania. They don't allow lasers. And I think that that's it. Other than that, hygienists can use lasers. They just pretty much, you'd have to look at your state practice app, look at the rules or reach out to me on my website, advancedentalhygiene.com. And I can tell you what your rules are. I would put it as this. If you're going to incorporate a new tool, or if your dentist gives you a new tool, and you don't know what you're doing with it, like an ultrasonic. I would suggest getting training, making sure what procedures can you do with it? How can you utilize it? And getting some kind of hands-on training so that you not only feel comfortable using it, but you also get training on verbalization. Like how do I talk to patients about this and get training? So you pretty much, you want to feel comfortable using it and talking about it. 
I love that. I want to ask you about that in just a second, like what you do with the certification uh, and we'll get that. But I want to, I have so many other questions. So, you know, you're privy to a lot of information. This is one of my favorite things is having, you know, some of the best thinkers in all of dentistry on here and you're privy to a lot of conversations. What do lasers look like in the future? It's anyone's guess, but what do you, what do you anticipate lasers will look like in the next couple of years? Any thoughts? That's a great question. Well, they've already put forth some new technology. There's now some dual wavelengths where we didn't even get into it, but there's certain wavelengths that cut teeth, certain wavelengths that do soft tissue. Now they're allowing you to have two wavelengths utilizing at one time, meaning you can, um, you know, kill bacteria as well as coagulate, or you can cut tissue faster. A lot of the new technology, I mean, some of them are even pen lasers, super lightweight, and they use super pulsing where you have a different pulse inside the laser so that the patient experiences, they don't feel the tissue at all. I really think that, you know, the lasers are going to get even smaller. I think that maybe they might even incorporate it with some other different tools down the road. Maybe they, you know, there's been some talks that like, Hey, with doctors and troughing and tissue, could you utilize a laser to take away some of these other expensive tools that you have for making crowns and things like that? Can you use a laser to take out certain steps out of that as well? How cool is that now? Okay. So let's say I buy a laser. Do you do the certification? Do you do the training? Do you do, like, what do you do, Joy? Like, if I, you know, back on your educational platform, do you do in-office training? Is it just only online? What do you do? I do everything under the sun. So usually when you buy a laser, uh, there are certain companies I work with that you get one of my trainings included, which obviously is awesome. And sometimes when you buy a laser, they give you a DVD or they say, here, you can watch some training videos online. A lot of those are actually just doctor procedures. You get to watch a doctor trough or do a gingivectomy, but they don't teach you the verbalization. And when you're talking about talking to your patients, hey, I want you to pay $50 or you know $100 extra at your visit, that makes me as a hygienist like, how do I easily tell this patient you need to pay a hundred more dollars out of pocket during your visit today when they think they're coming in and it's complimentary. So I offer training. I offer online. I offer live hands-on. We can come to your office and train just your staff. If you have like five, six, 10 offices, we can come together all in one area and we can do your training and we teach. And my, I guess my you know, my specialty is with verbalization. I really found that when I came back from my training, my doctor flew me to California. I got my training. I came back and I was still a little scared of how do I talk to my patients that I've already been seeing for eight years? How do I say now I have this cool tool and now I want you to spend $40 extra. And so we put together these role-playing scenarios and a lot of verbalization techniques on if a patient were to ask you a question. So, well, Joy, does my insurance cover it? Here is exactly what you say. Or, you know, how do I break it down to layman's terms? You know, you know, Joy, I, you know, you said laser, what is it really doing? And for example, I would say to my patient, I'm going to take the bacteria count under your gums from the billions down to the hundreds for the next six weeks. Or I worked in a really high end practice. And when I started using the word collagen, 
patients, you know, understood that because they're getting stuff in their injected in their face, they're getting stuff in their lip. And when I would say collagen, they would, you know, you go to the skin doctor to get laser on your face, that's going to produce collagen to get rid of wrinkles. We use a laser with gum therapy with your cleanings to tighten up your gums for making it harder for the bacteria to reattack during visits. So we specialize in verbalization training. We also specialize in every single course we do hands-on. And I know it may seem weird, Kirk, to have hands-on online, but when you attend my course live in person, if you aren't doing something right, I'm going to take your hand or I'm not going to take your hand and move it. I'm going to use my words. Hey, Kirk, where's the laser pointing? Oh, it's pointing at the tooth. Okay, let's try to aim towards long access. We can do all of that with these your, your cell phone as a video camera or your webcam, and we can see what you're doing. So I've trained people even during the pandemic that couldn't leave their home, couldn't leave their office, and they didn't feel comfortable training. We train them online via our online system. And we also, like I have one tonight, I have a two-hour hands-on where these dental professionals, I think I have one doctor and three hygienists, they took the online and modules at their own pace after work on their lunch break, and they attend on a two-hour live session after they finish up work tonight with their laser. I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is awesome. And everybody knows how important, I mean, first of all, you know, money spent on dentistry is one of the best investments a human being can make. And the perio piece is it just, a, it's a super critical piece. So make sure you check this out. Now, Joy, any last thoughts you have on lasers that we should consider? I would say if you have a laser and you're not using it in your practice, why not bring it out? Bring it into hygiene. I have some free courses on my website, Lasers and Hygiene. We have some, I think we have one that's like how to treat a cold sore with a diode laser. It's like $8. And see, go to these introductory courses, see if your hygienists are intrigued by the laser. If they're not excited about watching these free CE, you get CE for them. Most people walk away with, wow, I could actually utilize this. Come see me, get trained and utilize that laser. If you buy a laser and you go through the training that the laser company gives you and you still don't feel confident spending five, $600 to get a certification and to actually utilize that is going to be tenfold. I always tell people with ROI. If you utilize the laser for a laser bacterial reduction, meaning before the teeth cleaning, if you have eight patients a day and you use it on half of them, you're going to make that $7,000 back within three months by doing one single procedure on half your patients every day on a four-day work week. So please come see me, advanceddentalhygiene.com. I'd love to train you and I look forward to training all of you soon. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to ask you, where do we go? So if you guys are paying attention and you're not taking notes, don't worry, we're taking notes for you. So you can flip up to the notes section and you're going to see everything that Joy mentioned we've got in links there. So you can just click right on the link. It'll take you right to her website. You can check those courses out and I highly encourage you to do so. So thanks for being on, Joy. I really appreciate this. Thank you for having me. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, 
do me a favor, do some education, check it out. It's going to make your practice better. I promise you. And then keep sending us a, a suggestions for things that you guys want to see. Uh, it's crazy how much engagement that we've just enjoyed. You guys, I love all the suggestions. We're lining them up as best we can. And so you're going to see for the next couple of weeks and next couple of months, we've got some incredible guests on the show. So keep checking it out. And so until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.